Welcome to the Wealth Building Made Simple podcast with Philip Washington, Jr. Today's episode is brought to you by StonehillWealthManagement.com. Today, Philip talks about what affects the value of your business. Philip Washington, Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now, here's Philip. We are back with another episode of Wealth Building Made Simple. And I'm your host, Philip Washington Jr. I actually don't do that enough. Um, I assume people, when they check in, they've been listening. But if you're listening for the first time, you have no idea who I am. So, Philip Washington, Philip Washington Jr., host of the Wealth Building Made Simple podcast. Uh, this podcast is sponsored by WealthBuildingMadeSimple.us and Stonehill wealthmanagement.com. Um, today, we are talking about what affects the value of your business, because if you've read like valuation books, and I've read like all of the major ones, um, you know, th- that that's one component, and we'll cover those main components, but valuation is more is more fluid than just like preset numbers and there's a lot of uh, it depends but I want to give a framework so that you can navigate the it depends and understand like how to think about how to like project value for a business that you owned and or you plan to buy because a lot of investors are beginning to uh, want to invest in private private companies and so the, the first thing is to think about is to understand all the business assets, right? So a business has tangible assets. Tangible assets are things that you can like touch, like physical property. So uh, it might be like real estate, uh, mach- machinery, um, uh, furniture, but you know things that you can touch. Tangible assets. Uh, intangible assets are things like intellectual property, uh, brand names databases, contracts, licenses, uh, you know, how the brand feels, right? So think about, I mean, you, we can, you can drop me off at any city and if there's a Chick-fil-A, I know I'm going to get a really good chicken sandwich experience, right? So that's an intangible asset uh, of the brand. Financial assets, those are stocks, bonds, et cetera, uh, and proprietary software and technology like Apple's iOS system and, and pause, right? Uh, I'm going to cover this in a bit. Well, I'll just come back to it. So th- these values change over time based on what the mind of the market perceives as valuable. And that's that's important. Right? I, I like to think of the market as a mind because it is a mind. It's a collective consciousness of all participants. And once you understand that, then you can like treat the market um, like a person and you and you understand all the nuances because... Um, you can't rely on past performance to project future value, right? It It is similar to looking at a person's past history and projecting out the future. That's that's what we call like bias or prejudice, right? And, and like it's natural for humans to do that, but it's a terrible way to interact with people because um, um, 
people change, right? Mindsets change. And so using that alone is, from my perspective, not a good indicator. Plus, you know, uh, but this is what hurts many businesses in exit, in exit planning, right? So um, what the mind of the market perceives as valuable is it, it seems random. So it seems that the market kind of just chops up and down based on the whims of news things happening from time to time. But it's, it's actually like in the short term, sort of maybe, but not really, right? But the market does, the market does follow a, a mental pattern that evolves and this will help you understand evolution, at least from my perspective, right? So here's some foundational principles of just like really everything but the market, right? So so change or evolution is the only constant of like everything in the universe, right? The only constant is like things are going to change. For sure, things are going to change. Like we know that everything's going to change. And second principle is everyone and everything eventually moves towards the change at their own pace, right? At their own pace is key because at their own pace, keep you know, creates the gap for profits, right? Uh, and gaps in valuations. People and teams that help minds through that change get rewarded emotionally and financially, right? And change is initiated by creativity, meaning newer and more productive ways of doing the same things that we've always done. Um, so let me let me let me let me explain that. So once this is this is how things play out. And so what the market is feeling for on an ongoing basis is it's a it's a representation of that change process, right? So it's it's looking at all right. Uh, uh, if you if you if you look at the market movements, it's it's sort of like a a, a physical tracker trackable version of the mind's thought the the market mind's thought about um um different perceived values right let me let me cover a couple a couple more things so um creativity right creativity so if the market is searching for change and change follows creativity right said a different way um we we are looking for teams and the market's looking for teams companies and assets and people that are creative because those creative teams and people are going to produce things that make it easier for people to navigate change right that's a simpler way to say it and if you want to know all right what are some core things that we that the market's that the market's looking for, um, and trying to process information around um, uh, when it evolves creative talents, it's going to be like the market looking for for groups and, and and teams that can make physical things better, right? So let's call it, we call that industry, right? So let's let's talk about like the iPhone, right? Might be a um, an example of something that can make things physically better. Right. It may also be like, um, and, and for the super nerds out there, I'm gonna like overlap some categories, right? Because it's messy. But I'm gonna give another example. You 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 can look at uh, um, even manufacturing, for example. 
um, you may say, well, manufacturing is an old business. Yeah, but manufacturing that integrates 3D printing, AI, and robotics, right? The creative minds of this generation are moving towards that industry, and it's making it easier for us to produce more and better things. So that's an example of the market is filling for that. So so if if you're in a business and if you're a manufacturing business and you are manufacturing the old way, right, without integrating these new creative things that make it more productive for industry to happen, right, that's going to affect your valuation significantly, right? If you own the company, if you're if you're buying, if you're investing in a company, right, is going to let you know, hey, if if this company doesn't have these things, right, and they're not embracing these things, I'm going to need a discount relative to this because I'm going to have to put these things in the company to make it relevant a decade from now, right? Because when because because when you're investing, you're you're saying, here's where the market is trending, right? Here's where it's going over the next decade, right? So we so if we fast forward to the next decade. I'm like, if my company is not productive and it's not, it doesn't have a lot of creative people um, being super productive and creating productive things for our customers, clients, and the marketplace, then it's not going to be a great valuable investment because because a couple things, inflation over the next decade is going to be crazy, right? So we got to get over that hurdle. But then I need it to actually grow, and it's only going to grow to the extent that it. It is ahead of where the mind of the market is going. So we know the mind of the market is changing. We know it's going to be attracted to creative and innovative, productive type things, right? So you want to own, invest in, or have companies that are where the market is going, right? And so that's an example of industrial. An example of non-physical things, right? This is a, 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 a uh, let me let me go backwards to service, right? So you have businesses that are services. So that's going to be like restaurants, finance, healthcare, consulting. These are, um, and these are things that like we've always had since the beginning of time as humans, right? We've always made things. We've always had services that have helped people do things. Um, but that changes, right? So what's happening with services? I mean, you're having artificial intelligence, robotics. Right? Artificial intelligence and robotics is huge for service because it's it's um, allowing you to like create superhuman service teams because they have they have the ability to process way larger amounts of data than one human mind can do alone. And so again, two businesses, one that integrates this, one that doesn't, right? Big difference in valuation. Uh, making non-physical things, right? This is this is super great because you take two businesses, and you have a you have a business that can only sell physical products, right? And only selling physical products in a world that's moving towards inflation, you got to look at the inputs of physical products, right? It's labor, it is um, um, like raw material, right? In a world that is for the next decade going to have relatively high inflation, right? Uh, less attractive if that's the mix of your products versus if you take a, a similar company, but they also offer digital products, right? I'm going to jump to a, a far example, but you look at Roblox, right? I mean, Roblox has 
digital products, right? And the margin on digital products are like stupid. I don't even know the numbers, right? But it takes nothing for, you know, it takes nothing for them to launch a digital product, right? And it's super profitable. And these digital products are not inexpensive. Like my kid plays Roblox and like, it's actually pretty cool. I actually like enjoy giving them money to spend on Roblox because it's teaching them how to, you know, build businesses and build communities. And um, we'll, we'll get on that. But there are opportunities moving forward where businesses can offer digital products along with their service of physical product. I mean, another example is Wealth Building Made Simple.us. That's a digital product, right? Um, that scales. And so, from a, from a business standpoint, um, uh, that's an example of like leveraging the digital age to create products to go with physical products, services, right? Um, uh, with with ev- with everything that you're doing, and so again, business with you know just physical assets is going to be uh, or products is going to be less attractive than one that has digital because the profit margins are higher. Effects valuation, entertainment, right? Entertainment is sort of service, but I give it its own category because um, that's changing, right? And th- those are things that impact the big picture uh, valuation of a of a company, right? So I talked about tangible assets, talked about intangible assets. I talked about all those different things. Um, what what I want to end the end the point on is um, is this: what impacts the value of the business is more than than just the numbers, right? Like the numbers are easy. Like if you if you give me some numbers, like revenue, cash flow, a balance sheet. Uh, past growth rate, right? We can do some math stuff and figure out what a expected rate of return based on the numbers are. But that's that's lazy from my perspective in a changing world because you're going to have to factor in um, changes in the workplace, right? Going from uh, technology, displacing some things, adding digital products, right? Uh, r- different uses of real estate owned by businesses, right? I didn't talk about that much, but that changes the value of a business. Um, different pr- proprietary technologies and softwares that companies can use. I mean, I didn't I didn't get into uh, companies that are adding uh, Bitcoin to the balance sheet to you know, that will, can be used for collateral down the road for loans because there's companies being built out uh, for that. And so we're we're living in a time period where you you think think of it'll be helpful to think of the economy as like rehabbing a home right if you go into an older neighborhood and you have these homes that were beautifully built by the eyes of the designers 20 or 40 years ago right 50 years ago beautifully built homes still today but they were built for that time period and you find a uh up-to-date wise you know uh developer or whatever you call somebody who redoes a home and they come in there with their new eye updated to current standards it increases the value of the home like you have i don't i'm just making up this number but over 90 percent of the businesses out there that are in the private space and public space but definitely in the private space uh especially in the areas that i focus on the one to 20 million uh um one to 20 million in revenue businesses that that uh, I consult with um, for financial planning. Um, there are 
more than 90% of them, I'm being generous, that have not renovated their business for today. And it's making the value of their business less attractive every single year because the world's moving fast, right? So it's an opportunity for enterprising investors and or operators of businesses to uh, increase the value. Um, but if, if, if it's a business that is um, not moving with the times, right, it, the market's moving on you quick, right? And so you definitely want to pay attention because it's going to affect the value of your business from my perspective. Hope this helps. Until next week, enjoy yourself. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.